Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Castle Rock Season 1 Episode 2, it's called Habeas Corpus and full spoilers for the episode as always. So, um, the, the first three episodes of this is Episode 2, Episode 3 we probably won't get to actually until Wednesday when Episode 4 goes out and then Episode 4 will be on like Thursday, just now that we've mapped out our schedule that seems to be what's going to happen, but here we are, Episode 2 and uh, we picked up right where we left off and I don't want to gloat but I, I did kind of guess something at the end actually and almost immediately it became became what was happening uh, yeah. Zalowski if I'm saying his name right, I'm not looking at it right now I'm just I'm remembering vague sounds of his name no, I, think, I think that sounds about right yeah. Zalowski, Zalowski, there you go uh, so he, he sees on the monitors uh, the kid and he sees all these dead bodies and I, I said, you know, I'm getting a feeling here that this might not actually be happening. That this might just be something he's seeing. And I was actually, obviously, eventually it reveals that. But I'd actually decided I was right before it showed me it. It was the way, like, he put on the alert, and then he was going around with the gun himself, and it was just kind of following him, and it was kind of like tense. And I was like, this isn't happening. The way they're, the way they're showing yeah. me this is building up to, oh no, everything's okay, and he's going to look like a fool, or he's going to look insane, because he's he set off the alarm, and in fact, he almost shoots one of the guards, but <laughs> it's how... He does shoot at him. Yeah, it's how... Look, luckily, he's a shit shot. Luckily, he's a shit shot. I also feel like he'd be at least suspended for shooting a guard, <laughs> regardless of hitting you, or not. You, you'd think, wouldn't you? You would think, maybe this town's just that hard done at, by. At, at least take the gun off him for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um... Do you know, I so so we started more or less uh, with uh, Terry O'Quinn, who, while his character is dead, uh, you know Warren Lacey, he does seem to have a presence in the form of the narrator, in the form of doing some contextual narration for the town specifically. I I do think it might be only this episode, though. Then it'll be this episode, okay? G- given the the way this comes to a close, uh, I think so. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, he kind of passes the torch to someone else. Yeah. I see what you mean, uh, mm. but this was interesting. This was because I'm sure this was was this was littered with references to Stephen King stories because he he quickly mentioned a few events in the history of the town. One was the the, the rabid dog, and I'm like, okay, right, Cujo. I know that one. Yeah, Cujo. yeah, I, I I call that one. But he also mentioned there was a, there's a bit where he's uh, where Henry's flicking through all the files. I'm like, I'm sure these are all references, but they're going too quickly for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure our friend Tim, who's a giant Stephen King fan, I'm sure we mentioned him. A lot. We're going to mention Tim every episode. That's just I warn you now. Tim is going to be referenced some way every episode. But he, I'm sure he was watching that frame by frame. Um, you know, Probably. taking down the notes because he'll get all the references, whereas we'll get one to a few here or there. Uh, maybe one in five yeah but he also he also mentioned at one point uh, like a body was found by the train tracks and I'm like okay that is totally a, that's from a book I don't know which one it is from but that's from a book maybe Stand By Me be, yeah. that sounds right yeah Yeah. which I think if I recall Stand By Me is, uh, you know uh, Scott Glenn's character I forget his name now uh, Pong Pong Hangborn uh, uh, Hangborn there you go yeah I think Stand By Me is one of the one of the books he's from oh okay that's interesting so uh, yeah something there yeah, no, there was lots of little things. I'm sure I cut another couple that I'm, I'm misremembering now, but just lots of things. It was like, okay, so much shit's happened in this town. And quite rightly, he thinks the town is cursed because so much shit happens here. And given you know, given how many books Stephen King's written about this stupid town, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like you could just broaden that to Maine as a whole. You probably could. You, the, the entire state's just screwed, is, is, what, is what, yeah. what it's saying. And it's all Stephen King's fault. It's not like the, the actual state of Maine feels cursed. It's just... 
but everyone thinks it's kind of shit now because of him. Yes, yes. So, so basically, he talks about how, and I, I wasn't expecting as much of this so quick. And there's still a lot of mystery. Don't get me wrong, but it became a bit clearer in this episode, you know, why he he took the kid. And it seems like he has had him there for a while, like a young age, because he mentions, yeah. you know, I, I asked God, for, you know, for advice, what to do, and he doesn't answer. But then one day he did. Um, by the way, can I just say I was actually really impressed. Now they kept him at a distance when he did this, but I was actually kind of impressed with the uh, his. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think you call it a toupee. It was a bit more advanced than that. But when he had the younger Terry Crews, I'm talking to Terry yeah. Crews, Terry O'Quinn. Terry Crews is a very different person. He's also bald though. He He's also a bald Terry. He is, yeah. He is T- too many bald terries. Too many bald terries, yes. But when you had, uh, he was getting in the car and like he had kind of, it was like thinning hair. But it was hair. I was like, oh, that actually looks kind of realistic. Like, I, you know, I, I wasn't. Yeah. I, I feel like there's so many people when I see them with the the fake hair, I'm like, ah, that's kind of obviously, you know, just stuck on. I feel like it was it was impressive that they did. You know, like it was still, you know, going. Yeah, yeah. It was it like mid. Just, oh, like let's yeah. just stick a full head of hair on him, like they usually do in these. Do, do you know what I think they probably did? They probably got a reference photo from like his, you know from himself like okay give, give us yeah. when your hair was going what did it look like give us a, a glimpse because uh, I don't think we ever mentioned the last episode actually Terry Quinn was also in a Stephen King movie he was in Silver Bullet I was thinking of that this episode uh, mm. he put the sheriff in that movie um, Gary Busey's in that as well it's a delightful performance one of the more nuanced Gary Busey performances if such a thing even exists I, I don't think it does <laughs> he's great that's the werewolf one right yeah it's a werewolf one yeah yeah, uh, also. Yeah, uh, I just did a, I just did a werewolf movie with Tim today, actually, uh, for streams. I, I I remember you telling me about uh, this this uh, Gary Busey werewolf movie about a year ago. Mm. And I, obviously, I'd forgotten what it was called. I'd forgotten it was a Stephen King book, and I'm yep. just like, I'm gonna have to check that out at some point because it's Gary Busey in a werewolf movie. Yep, yep. Uh, he's also the sort of drunk uncle who lets his disabled nephew get away with lots of things and tries to teach him to do lots of things that he shouldn't be doing at his age um, so anyway where was it going uh, so yeah so he's got his narration and he talks about how God told him that this kid was a devil that there was a kid among them there was a devil and he had to keep him trapped and this is one of these things where it's like okay this could just be true right because it's a Stephen King story this could just be true it could also be he's delusional and this, 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 I mean, obviously, by the end of the episode, I'm pretty convinced the kids actually the the, the embodiment of evil. But <laughs> at this point, yeah, I, 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 this is the thing. There's there's definitely something strange going on with the kids. Yes, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to go to say as far as the devil. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I don't know if the warden was genuinely hearing God, but oh, there's absolutely. something going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I believe that either, but certainly. Yes, there's something supernatural. There's something mystical from the beyond. Something a bit weird. Something a bit weird, yes. Uh, and we see him building the cage. And yeah, but what really struck me, just to stick with this plotline, is uh, so it's so the new warden. Warden, uh, remember her name? Porter. Porter. Warden Porter. So she's at a bar, and Scott Glenn's character, uh, Pangborn, shows up. And he kind of just starts talking about, you know, just casually chatting. And she's kind of annoyed. She's like, oh, he's trying to chat me up. I'm going to just leave. And he's just talking, oh, I'm a lawman myself. And he talks about going, you know, going out to calls and stuff. And then he gets very specific and talks about, you know, getting to a call with, uh, with the, uh, you know, Warden Lacey. And mentions, you know, that there's someone out there is a devil and he should be kept locked up. And you can see her just stop and listen. Like, what, you know, what, you know, this sounds like familiar. And then as he's leaving, like I actually wasn't expecting such a like blatant confirmation of what he was talking about. He just says, "Keep that kid locked up. Don't let him out." 
and just walks away. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Because yeah. she's like, I mean, are you, are you, are you hinting at something? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you trying to imply that we've got someone like... And he just kind of straight up goes, keep him locked up. Don't let him out. And I think it adds an extra layer to this that the sheriff was in in this, knows about it, and is like, don't let him out. Like, that yeah. that immediately took the idea that, you know, the warden was hiding this kid. Because at first it was like, is he just some sort of creepy pervert who has the sex slave? Like, you know, like... Like you know, that could be it. It, it was a possibility, yeah. But this opens it up, and it's like, no, no, no. Multiple people were in on this, um, and as she puts it when she's talking to the other guy, she's like, "Hey, this is now a, like a conspiracy. If this, if we call this out now, this is a conspiracy now with corruption levels. Like, what, what are we doing?" Yeah. Um, and that's when he actually makes the call. Okay, let's let's put him with a prisoner, and they, they, they shove him with this neo-Nazi asshole. You get tattoos all over his head. And as soon as you went in the, the cell, that was the moment I decided. It's a little bit predictable in a lot of ways, this show, because I immediately went, all right, the neo-Nazi's going to be dead, and he's going to be the one who Yeah, survives. there's some really predictable dialogue as well yeah. throughout. That's going to be a little, little grating. Yeah. I just, as soon as he stepped in that cell, I'm like, okay, I know which one's going to die. Like, like I know, like this is this is what's going to show us that he's the dangerous one. Is that the neo Nazi? It's, it's go. not subtle, the show, is it? No. In fact, we should talk about what what he dies of, because we see him getting taken away in the body bag and. He's not in trouble. Like, like uh, the kid isn't like you know taken away as if he's like stabbed him or something like that. He's just let back in the cell, and it's like, okay, so what? How did he die? And then we see on the autopsy that no, no, he had cancer and like several organs. It was like his heart, his lungs, his liver. He was completely riddled with it. Yeah, and the the, the doctor says, I'm surprised he could even walk into that cell. And it's like, wait a minute. And this is where I'm thinking, maybe he is the devil. He's just making yeah, because people... we got that one line from the kid where he's like you don't want to touch me yeah and it just erupts in cancer like um now again i don't know if he's actually so, the devil noted. himself but you know yeah yeah noted don't touch bill skarsgård <laughs> yeah just, just say it i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't touch bill skarsgård no 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 it's the bad things but i just like i mean it could be a devil himself again it's stephen king i mean it's not his story per se but like it could totally it feels like a Stephen yeah, King story, doesn't but it? But it could totally just be the devil himself. Like it wouldn't surprise the, the, me. If that's the what devil it. in Maine. Yeah, I'm surpri- I'm sure he's done that. Espe- especially given that where we do have the religious like themes playing out in the the gospel and the the uh, the, the the program where they go and read the Bible with a, a convict and all that. Yeah, yeah, and of course you know we we learn Henry's uh, father was you know, the, the the priest. Yeah, preacher, yeah, the, the, whatever, the, whatever the pastor was, I think was the exact pastor. That was it. Exact phrase. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, which is interesting, and we even hear that people outright think that he killed him, that he killed his own father, and we see a little flashback yeah. again. Uh, we were saying that uh, the house down the street he was looking at, or maybe that's uh, Thingy's house, uh, Molly's house, and sure enough, it is her. And we see her looking, and we see some flashbacks of her as a kid, and she seemed to be obsessed. She was like obsessed with him. Um, yeah. And we see the police come and talk to her about the the whole incident uh, when they try to find him. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting, uh, sort of uh, you know expanding that, and we get a little bit more of her, where her sister Alison uh, Tolman shows up, uh, mm. and she she's there, credited credited rather unceremoniously as Molly's sister. She doesn't get a full name uh, in the credits, yeah. apparently. Or at least on IMDb, maybe she's got a, a proper credit True. somewhere in the show. True. Oh, this is good casting though. They look they could be sisters. They do. Joe, just on the on the note of credits, this reminds me mm-hmm. we got an opening title sequence this time. We do, yeah. And, uh, you know, littered with Stephen King references, you know, pages from books yep, uh, yep, here or there. Yep, um, I caught a couple, I caught, uh, caught a page from It, The Shining. 
Yeah. Um, Speaking of The Shining, uh, so Jane Levi is in this episode, instantly making it a better episode, quite frankly. And, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, her name is Jackie Torrance. Yeah, because that's not on the nose. If you recall, Jack Nicholson's character from The Shining was uh, Jack Torrance. Yeah. So, you know, just... <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if this is intentionally supposed to be there's there's some sort of connection, or if this is just them you know having fun. I don't know in this show. Yeah, yeah, it could just be them having like it could could be like some sort of great uh, niece or something like that. <laughs> like, or, or you know, the worst was, I don't know if this is going to be. Oh, they want to kind of do the shining story at some point, but they want to use her in place of him. That's possible. I mean, I think that's less likely, but I, I would agree it's a possibility. It's, it's, I'm just going, you know, knowing how they announced this show and the way they've talked about it. I think it's a possibility, especially the way it comes up in the the, the opening titles. It says uh, based on uh, characters and settings from Stephen King. It doesn't say based on a story by Stephen King. Based on characters and settings. Not yet. No. Uh, I th- I, I, do you know what I'm getting the feeling of? I'm getting the, the Fargo feeling. And I'm not just saying that because Alison Tolman was in this episode. I'm, just in the sense that it's like, okay, we're going to take things from Coen Brothers movies and make new stories out of them, but we're not going to just do those yeah. stories. No, I can see that. That's, yeah. that's what I'm kind of getting from it. But, uh, that's a good analogy. So so she, so Jackie Torrance, is, we, we get a bit of her character just sort of very simply the 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 the, the, the priest or whoever is like saying okay who's up for doing this convict program so who wants this guy and he reads out the crimes and you know some guy puts his hand up and then the second convict is like oh he you know he's a, he's a predator <laughs> it, was a, it was a list of things i, I can't i can't remember it was the, like five murders yeah and, it was like you know, a, a few other things yeah it was abuse all sorts of things it was really extreme and she puts her hand up and I'm like, okay, she's she's ballsy. All right, right away, we know she's she's ballsy. Because she definitely she put a hand up for the first one as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I assume it was her because obviously one hand went up on that side of the church. Yeah. Um, but it, it says a lot that you know, the 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 priest is clearly expecting no one to take this, but she does it anyway. Yeah. And she recognizes Henry, and she ends up seeing him at the bar later on. He he's there to try and catch the uh, the guard that phoned him, Zaluski. Um, because he's he's expecting the prison guards to hang out there, because that's presumably just where they've always hung out. The guards always go to this bar. Uh, yeah, he makes a point of saying, "Oh, that this is the only place that they come and drink," because yeah. uh, the other place shut down now, hasn't it? Yeah, and we got a delightful story from from uh, Jackie about how that shut down. It was very corrupt. There was illegal illegal uh, uh, orgies. We'll just call swinging them swinging going on in the back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I loved about this is it the way he talked about the, the, this, this woman who ran this place it kind of sounded like oh she's the town nan she's the town like old mum yeah. and then hearing all this is like what she was running orgies what yeah uh, I, I think also the, the delightful smile on Jean Levi's face while she's telling this oh yeah she, she was having a blast telling this story um, yeah. and then she asked about him and here's the here's the the story and he asks what the story is, and she tells you know that this kid murdered her father, kicked him off, and he's like, "Is that the story? Or is that really what happened?" Um, and she's like, "You tell me." And then she says, "You tell me again." Yeah. That that was a, one of those key lines of just really predictable, boring dialogue. Yes, yeah, that one doesn't bug me so I much. Hate that line. I, 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 I think because in context it just makes sense. Like I feel like it bothers me more when it's a line that feels alien to real people. Like I feel like you yeah, tell me yeah, but... something that real people say, so that doesn't bother me. No, no, it is, but it's one of those that I feel is so overused. 
I'm like, just just stop saying it. It's you just you're, you're writers create something better. It's, it's lines like it's all connected uh, that bug me. That, that's that's no, that is worse. Don't be wrong. Yeah. This is a smaller level than that, but it's one of those that as as soon as you know he he finishes the the questions. Oh, is that is that the story? I'm like, I know what she's gonna say. I know she's gonna say you tell me. I'm like, I I just shouldn't be thinking that on on a show. So just like in a Jackie, is is she? Old, young enough to be the, the granddaughter. Like, could 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 Danny be her father? <laughs> Is that possible? I mean that. Eighty. Mm, that was nineteen eighty. No, that, that's 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 eighty, right? And he was like what? She's not that old. Seven or eight. Uh, she's she's my age. She's exactly my age. So yeah. So, so Danny would have had to have had her in eighty nine, which would have meant he'd be like. How old was he in the in the movie? About eight. So he'd be seventeen. I mean, it's not completely impossible. That said, though, I, I feel like little, I, I feel like when you have a kid that young, though, it tends to be the mother's name the kid will get, just because you know they're likely going to be a single mother or whatever. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, and now I'm making all sorts of, of assumptions about Danny, and I feel bad because he's went through a lot, but. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, that power got out of hand, and, and he just didn't know how to he didn't know how to handle it. Uh, are you saying that he he? Oh, that's it. He abused his power to to get some. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, that wasn't actually what I was saying. I was just saying he couldn't handle it, and he cracked. Okay, all right. And he offed himself. But right, I mean, okay. yeah, it it could be interesting if she has if she has the powers. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we we could get hints of that. As, as time goes yeah, on maybe, maybe, even if not yet that could be a, you know like a season 2 sort of thing yeah um, no I I mean are you still enjoying it did you like this episode like how, how are you feeling compared to episode 1 yeah I feel like it's pretty on par with the first one yeah no I agree like, I mean like you say maybe a bit better because Jane Levi yeah. in it but... <laughs> yeah Jane Levi raised, that... raised a bit of point <laughs> it, it helps uh, yeah I think you know I think the deepening of the mystery having Scott Glenn's character also be part of it and then the end of the narration flout says, you know, you know, I made sure there'd be someone out there to continue the fight. The the idea that, you know, because it's at least from this this narration, it kind of sounded like uh, Dale committed suicide because even though he felt like he was doing the right thing, because it felt horrific, it took a toll on him all these years, and he eventually just had to go. Like he just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but Scott Glenn's there, to, you know, pick up the slack and continue. I mean, we end with him watching the prison outside. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Scott Glenn's starting to feel pretty typecast in this this particular type of role. He does. He feel he feels so much like uh, his leftovers character. It's unreal. Yeah, or or even he still feels pretty similar to to what's his name out of uh, Daredevil, the other Marvel shows, right? Um, Stick. How's his name? Yeah, it's not a million miles away from that either. No, he's not the blind one in this episode though. That's uh, uh Dale's wife. Uh, which who I, I'll be honest, I didn't realize she was blind. At first, it, it just I never noticed. Um, and then this episode, I knew she was blind, like straight away for sure. Did you? I can't remember if I thought that last yeah. episode when we saw her briefly, but definitely this episode, I was uh, it was it was pretty clear quite quickly. But um, yeah, so she gets really upset because when she realizes who it's like who's talking to her, like she's just you know it's whoever, um, because she she's, she goes away for a bit and he starts snooping around and seeing like he sees this same uh, parable um out of the Bible like on all these calendars and he. You know, for some reason, he kept like every time it got to that parable, he just kept it there, and he's got like a drawer full of this parable. Um, 
Yeah, we we know uh, the one was it was a a bit of a religious man clearly because his wife mentions that you know uh, uh, he he was uh, with that psalm from Romans you know yeah uh, well, we also know that, that he and... he did he spent years of his life doing something because he believed God told him to if that's not religious I don't know what it is well yeah yeah but I think we we learned this before that right sure yeah and and you know we see all the all the the religious iconography in the room before we even get to to these parables that we're seeing over and over oh yeah religion is no doubt a big theme of the show but i was just going to get to the idea that she comes back and she says are you black and the idea is our neighbors phoned her and said i think that was henry thingy so-and-so that came at your house and she's like what and she goes to speak to him and he's like yeah i'm black and he's like yeah last i checked yeah are you henry deaver like yeah last digit and because at first it's like is she just being racist you know is, is, despite the fact that she can't see does, does it does it concern her that it's a black man and it's, it's not that it's like this is just narrowing it down are you henry deaver and it's like no she she thinks he's a killer or at least someone she doesn't want around um and you know the the leaves kind of you know uh feeling awkward and it's funny like he's going around and everyone like assumes he's, he's this killer and no one's really sticking yeah. up for him I think interesting in this case is is clearly her husband. She makes the point of saying he really believed in rehabilitation yeah. and, and redemption, whereas she does not seem to share that opinion. Uh, at least for, for for Henry in particular, yeah, she is not giving him a chance to get out. Which I think actually makes uh, Dale's character a little bit more interesting to me because he did this for years, keeping this guy locked up with you no know, never let him out because that, that was the exact line is because later on we see him get outside this is when henry gets a photo of him to like prove that he, he's there and and whatever uh but the narration reads as or, uh, says as he gets out it's like oh never let him see daylight again like never let him touch the sun yeah so so th- th- that conflicts directly with his belief in I, rehabilitation. I, I really hope the sunlight doesn't make him more powerful <laughs> which you know uh, obviously we spoke about the the, the cancer yes do you think he he caused Zalewski to to see what he did on the monitors because he was staring up at it and, and obviously you know when he goes in collects the food's like did you get out of here last night and he gives him that look I'm like did he put like a vision in his mind almost I think at this point I'd say yeah I think that's my assumption at this point is he did that yeah. he, he made him yeah, see that which is so he's I mean it's it's a little variety in the powers right if we're going with powers yeah i think clearly he's influence over people both both mentally and physically and yeah i like that because if he is like some either a demon the devil whatever he is some some cosmic entity some force um i like that he like there is this like almost like lovecraftian like dread around him where he will make you see things it can get psychological uh, it makes you question what's around you and see see your worst fears that kind of thing like that's something we can maybe yeah. play with a little bit as we as we go on and um and obviously we, we still have a lot of mystery as to what happened to to Henry's dad and uh you know what what went there so yeah you know there's a lot still to, still to dig through with that stuff um but but no um in fact spe- speaking of um so actually we mentioned psychics and stuff and tele- telepathy I mean. Actually, if we go back to jump back to Molly, Molly here, yeah, right? who not quite telepathic, she she claims she's uh, an empath from the sounds of it, from from the dialogue. That's that's the sound I was getting, yeah. Yeah, and she actually takes the drugs she takes to dull because she can't she she feels like everyone's feelings all the time and it's too overbearing, so that's why she takes drugs. Yes. I think the the phrase she uses to to muffle them. Yeah, 
Um, which is actually not the, the first time I've heard this. I can't remember what it is, but I've, de- I've definitely heard this in a show or a movie or whatever before where a character has maybe something like telepathy or um, something something like that. Or, or, or even super hearing. Like, I don't think it was that, but something like that where it, it's too hard to control and they're constantly hearing things, so they take drugs to, to calm it down. Uh, to Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it. it's not a million miles away from Legion. Yeah, uh, in in the uh, early on in that show, absolutely. Um, so I mean, it rings true. It makes sense if you believe her. She does sound crazy, uh, but you do also get a sense that she's not necessarily the most uh, trustworthy character. Most well, yeah, well put together, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, because she's actually so. The, so her parents' house that was left to her and her and her sister, she actually put up for mortgage so she could you know afford to go on this TV show and did it you know force their sister's signature to pull it off because it's just like no you're being crazy like you're going to like shit the house away shit your future away i'm here to stop you from doing that well i already forged your signature and it just walks away thanks for yeah. lunch oh uh, thanks yeah for lunch. thanks for lunch after, after she'd invited her and then ordered for oh <laughs> uh, so that, that got me a good chuckle i'm not gonna lie um i appreciate the uh the cheek, I suppose. I I appreciate the da- audacity yeah. of that of that uh, of of that action, but you know, <laughs> uh, so that's interesting because I'm like, okay, does she actually feel feelings, and like, can that be something we use? It, 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 is that somehow going to be like a detection system for the kid later on if he's like, you know, a problem? Maybe. Uh, it also seems to maybe play into some of the stuff that in the in the flashback where she saw Henry leaving that night, right, mm-hmm. or be, or being taken because. She uh, she says it wasn't his father, right? Yeah, she says that. Yeah. When, when uh, um, so you know she so she's clearly getting sense of of some stuff. I think even then. Yeah, here's what I wonder: like, did was someone checking different kids to see if it was the kid? Like, did someone take Henry thinking it might be him, and tested him for like Maybe. a week? You know, eleven days more specifically. Yeah, yeah, could have been. Um, was that uh, you know, um, Pangmon taking him? Maybe. Yeah, or yeah, or Lacey even. I mean, yeah, could have been. Who knows? I, Either or. It makes sense uh, to a point. <laughs> to a point, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so it's interesting. I I feel like her empath powers should they exist, and and I'm inclined to think they do. Um, I feel like that'll be in some way, like maybe like she'll be able to tell when the the visions are a lie, like you know if if what they're seeing is fake. Like she, but because she knows what feelings feel like, she'll be able to detect if they're not real or so, something like that. I don't know, like yeah, yeah, no, I get you. She'll be able to tell that it's it's a it's a fake feeling. Yeah, almost. um, if she, yeah, no, I'm, I get you. If she like stops dosing and like actually learns to harness her power and not, you know, um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But stuff. again, it's another element where I'm like, okay, I like I like the sound of that. It's not doing anything with it yet, but I, I like that this is a maybe in play for later. Yeah, I I feel like an episode went through quite quickly. I thought like I, you know when it ended, I was like, oh yeah, okay, right, that that was a brisk watch. I didn't feel like it was dragging or anything like that. Not that just quick pace per yeah, se, no, but no. it's you know it's can't argue with that. It's moving at a nice yeah. a nice speed. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, so solid enough solid enough it's not blowing me away yet still but solid enough and I'm into the mystery so uh, it's, it's interesting so uh, yeah, but hey let, very simple. Yeah, let us know what you thought of this one in the, the comments below and like like and subscribe and all that stuff if you want to support the channel head over to patreon.com slash TV. you can do that over there uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you very much once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla